Hi, girlies. Welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Alicia Gogan, the host of the Globe Secrets podcast, where I help you expand your mind, become more self-aware so that you can glow up into the best version of yourself. I literally mess that up. I do that every time. Literally, I don't I need to just get a new intro. I just keep saying that. And I just I don't know. Anyways, whatever. It is what it is. If you've been listening. You know what the intro is. All right, girlies, we're going to be doing a Q&A today slash advice. So, you know, I have a few questions that I'm just going to answer. And depending on the title of how I do this, I think at least something in the title is going to do with the Infridian rhythm. And if you don't know what that is, then we're going to talk about it. Um, But also uh, a few like personal questions that people had asked, you know, like I want to make him regret to leave me. How do I do that? How to deal with condescending coworkers slash friends, things of that nature. So we're going to get into it today. So I just want to preface this like I'm just giving my advice. You don't have to take it if I'm actually answering your question, of course. Um, But yeah, I just want to say that like I'm not a therapist. Like I'm literally just your bestie right now giving you some advice and letting you know what I have learned on the way in my journey and also any of the things that I think might be helpful, helpful for you. A quick note, I do want to say thank you for 200,000 followers on TikTok. I am like one part of me is not surprised because I knew this is going to happen. But another part of me is like, whoa, like we're really here. We're really doing the thing. So I just want to say thank you. If any of you guys who listen to the podcast also follow me on TikTok. And if you don't, you can follow me because it's a good time over there. I'm always talking to you girlies about self-development, healing, men, relationships, feminine energy, like anything that I feel like is important. I just talk about it. I don't really have like one specific niche, but yeah. Okay. So let's get into the first question. Somebody asked me, this is also from Instagram. I only asked uh, questions from Instagram. Usually I go on like live on, uh, sorry, on TikTok and ask you guys questions and stuff. But Today, I just, or the day that I posted it, I just was going to do Instagram. The first question was, not sure if you discussed this already, but tips to stay on track during each cycle phase. Okay, so we need to first talk about the infradian rhythm. So I had this video go viral on TikTok. I'm always talking about my videos on TikTok being like, uh another video went viral but like it did it has like 1.1 million uh, viewers so we're just gonna say that it like went kind of viral and I basically said stop taking care of yourself like a male and then I went to talk about how us women are different than men and you know I think most of you who listen to my podcast like you're gonna resonate with what I'm saying and you're not gonna be offended and if you are like I'm not trying to like bring like gender roles and all of these things and be ignorant but at the end of the day it's like I'm a woman and I speak on a female's perspective and like that's just like my life and that's kind of what I that's who I talk to as well so anyways on a biological level personally I believe that females are much different than men and when we're talking about self-care and like I'm talking about the way that we eat the way that we exercise the way that we do work in terms of like productivity in our careers everything like that our menstrual cycle really affects the way that we feel 
throughout the month. So men operate off of the circadian rhythm. So basically, I'm sure some of you guys might have heard of it, like just that 24 hour clock, you know, like when the sun rises and then when the sun sets, usually men, they wake up, their cortisol levels peak and they have energy and they can get up and they can kind of go to a workout and then go to work and be productive throughout the day. And then social hour comes. They're a little bit social, let's say like happy hour, sorry, I meant to say. And then, you know, um, their energy levels kind of dip down and then like they're ready for bed. And that's just kind of how men move through life. And it kind of like their clock resets the next day. Now, is every man like that? No, but majority of the time, like that's kind of how their hormones are like moving through life is like every day is kind of like the same thing. So every day they can kind of get up and and do the same type of things every day and not really feel like too gassed. Of course, like I said, like men obviously get overworked and obviously if they have any health issues, like that might obviously affect the way that they feel throughout the day. But not only do us women operate off of that clock, right? Because obviously like we wake up and we do the same things and also like our metabolism and just our bodily functions like they we have the same functions as men of course we have human bodies but we also operate off of the infradian rhythm which is a 28 to like 30ish day cycle which is most known as like your menstrual menstrual cycle and so we have different phases all throughout the 28 days where our hormones are fluctuating And when our hormones fluctuate, that affects the way that we feel, that affects how we eat and how we move our body and all of these very important things that us women have to do on a day-to-day basis, that it's important for us to know this because what we do is we try and take care of ourselves like men and, you know, like we get pissed off at ourselves if we don't wake up and feel motivated and like we have energy to do a high intensity workout and then go to work and take on all of these responsibilities and then be able to fall asleep and then just do it all over again. And this is again, of course, not to say like this is an excuse to never work out or never care about what you're eating or just being lazy, not being productive. But I think that if we can understand our cycles better and understand which phase that we are in throughout the month, we can better capitalize on that. We are women. We are different. We are built different. And if we can take care of our bodies in that way, then why not do it? It will make us feel more productive and it also won't make us feel like we are less than or that we are like, you know, just like less productive and we're slacking and we're lazy and all of these things on days where our hormones are just fluctuating to a point where we can't get up and do a freaking workout. And so I'm going to quickly talk about the four phases. I'm not going to go into too much in detail. I'm going to give you recommendations and stuff, but I do want to preface this by saying if you're on birth control, then you don't have a natural cycle. A lot of people ask me that on the TikTok video. So, I mean, I, this is what I say to people who are on birth control. Like, I think it's really important that you learn the, like the fact that you, you're operating on this infradian rhythm, like naturally, that's how your body is designed and for you to educate yourself more. Because I actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, isn't it so crazy that women are on birth control, but they don't even understand their own natural cycles to begin with. And like, that's kind of scary, you know, and I'm not even throwing shade because I used to be on birth control. I was on birth control for like, I think maybe like five years. It's been like six years since I've been off of it. Um, when I really got into health and wellness and like the holistic side of things, I was like, I'm not taking this, but 
I want to preface that by saying that. And then also like if you're pregnant, also like you're not menstruating, you're not going through this cycle as well. But I just think either way, it's important for women, especially you women who are listening to this podcast to to educate yourself on female wellness, like female wellness in general, because we get taught a lot in the space of self-development about how to take care of yourself from a male's perspective a lot of health studies like health and fitness dieting all that kind of stuff these studies are also done on males and males don't go through the same hormonal cycles than we do so it's like it's just crazy it's almost like some of these studies are technically skewed because we're following these things that are not based off of our own biology so anyways that's a little tangent all right let's quickly go into the four phases of our cycle so first we have our menstrual cycle so this is the one that you probably know of when you hear me talk about this. This is, this is when you're actually bleeding. And so usually, you know, it lasts between like five to seven days. It can last less or longer. Like, honestly, this is just a estimation. This is where your hormones are like at their lowest, of course, because, you know, like you're feeling very low energy, mostly depending on your symptoms of get again, they can definitely range, but at you know, usually when you're like bleeding, when you're on your period, like you're not feeling your best. And so it's good to eat foods that are like easily digestible foods because of course there's a lot of things going on, like your muscle contractions when you're having cramps, like all of these things you want to kind of take the stress off of your body. Um, when it comes to ex- exercise, like we should be focusing on rest and or light walks, like things that are light on our bodies. Like this is the thing, like we think that we should be doing these hit workouts throughout our menstrual cycle and then get mad at ourselves when we can't and think that we are failures and like absolutely not. When it comes to our productivity, this is like where we're most likely going to be most tapped into our intuition or like like you could say also like your higher self or whatever you want to do or think of. And so this is also a really good time to kind of like go inwards and, and think about like your your goals for the next month or doing some manifestation or any type of rich rituals, things like that. Cause things are slow right now, you know, and you're just, you're kind of coming in. It's almost like that winter time. You're just coming in and you're hibernating almost and focusing on a lot of self care. So like that's your menstrual cycle. If you can think about it that way, you can kind of just like start to learn how to support yourself in that phase. The next phase that we have is our follicular phase, which is around like seven to 10 days, but then also some, some books will say like 10 to 14. Again, I'm going to give you the book recommendation in a second. Um, this is where our estrogen is slowly rising. So this is right after our period when we've like done, when we're done bleeding. And so this is where it almost like you want to think about it as like springtime, you know, you're starting to get your energy back. This is where for diet, you can start to incorporate some lighter, more vibrant foods. Still want to be steaming your foods, maybe sauteing your foods and stuff like that. But Again, it's really going to depend. For exercise, you're probably going to have a little bit more like bursts of energy. So this is where you can maybe start focusing on getting back into your running or your cardio or trying new workouts. This is very like, you know, you think about yourself in the springtime and you think like, oh, like, you know, I want to try a new challenge or a new workout, something like that. Like that's probably when you're going to be motivated to do that. Um, when it comes to work, your creativity is going to be pretty high. You just came out of like hibernation season. And so now you're kind of like at this point where like, let's plan and implement or the goals that you have kind of maybe created throughout your menstrual cycle. 
And when it comes to personal life, like you might be open to trying new experiences and something new and different. Again, just think about summer, like, sorry, think about spring. And when it's springtime, you kind of like, okay, like I'm alive, like let's go and do things, right? So that's the follicular, follicular phase. Next phase is your ovulatory phase. So this is roughly around like three to four days. Again, it's going to depend. This is when your estrogen peaks and this is where you are able to make a baby. So this is the time if you are active that you really want to make sure that you're being protected. Now, I personally think that you should be protected no matter what, but literally each to their own. I am not here to judge. So anyways, this is the time where you're fertile, right? Like, so I'm going to actually talk about this first, which is like the personal life. I learned in a lot of the books that I read, this is the time where you want to go on dates and like really socialize because your pheromones are coming off your body. Like you're going to be like the most attractive to men. Like men are going to like feel more attracted and pulled to you because you're fertile right now, which is crazy. This is like such a biological thing that I just think is amazing. So, you know, if you can, like maybe try and go on a date or two, you know, Um, this is also, again, like I said, where your estrogen peaks. So like you're going to have the most energies. This is where like if you're trying to do some hit workouts and you're trying to like get some like high intensity weightlifting in like this is where you should probably do it because you're going to have a lot of energy with your diet you want to think eating raw foods and smoothies and salads again this is like your summer phase like your hot girl summer phase like truly this is the essence of hot girl summer so i mean take advantage so after that you're going to go into your luteal phase so this is around seven to ten or like 14 days again like don't quote me on the days here it's really going to depend but this is around like a two-week phase so This is after your ovulatory phase. So the first week, you're probably going to kind of feel the same as like in your ovulation phase. You're going to have probably like feeling like the same type of energy, you know, like you're doing a lot of things. You're getting you're getting work done, career done. Like you're probably still going to have a lot of energy to be able to do these workouts, things like that. But around like the second week is when your estrogen, progesterone and your testosterone. That was a whole mouthful are going to be at its lowest point. And this is where the PMS symptoms are probably going to start to come on. So you, this is where you might be like having breakouts or cravings, or you might feel like those pre cramps. Um, you also might feel a switch in your mood for me. I swear it's so weird. I always know when I'm about to get my period, like when I'm actually going to bleed and like, a week and a half is around this time because my something in my attitude and and just my mood switches a little bit. It's so subtle, but I always know. And personally for me, like I have a very, very regular period. So I know this like to a T. Some people might not be able to like tap into that. That's fine. Um, so for your diet, this is where your metabolism is going to start speeding up. So when you're like ravenously hungry like it makes sense because this is the time that your your metabolism is speeding up this is a time where i would think like if you're somebody who kind of goes to the sweets and you get cravings you want to think about maybe meal prepping and getting these you know like a healthier alternative to sweets ready to go because you're going to have these cravings and you can also think about incorporating foods like root vegetables slow burning carbs these are things that are not only are going to keep you satisfied and fuller for longer so that you're not feeling like you're eating like everything and then you go to McDonald's and this, that, because you obviously you want to like take care of your body through each phase the best you can, but also having enough fiber flushes out your excess 
estrogen, and this can help avoid some of the PMS, uh, PMS symptoms that you might get. So really, you know, like if, if you're really struggling with the breakouts and just like mood irregulations and all these things, like those things are really not normal. And so like really trying to support yourself throughout this phase is going to be very helpful. Um, when it comes to work, you want to think about like wrapping things up, getting like just preparing yourself for your menstrual phase. So that way you're not having to do the most work while you're in your winter phase like who's trying to do the most when you're literally like might might be having cramps or you might be going through it or you just want to rest your body um when it comes to personal life again like first half you might be feeling like you're in that ovulation stage so you might just be going out and having fun and this that you have you know a lot of plans going on but then the second phase you know you want to think about having like cozy nights in movie nights and slowing things down in the bedroom things like that so that's like a really short recap of the stages and like the cycles so a book that is really important if you want to dive more deep into is in the flow and i forget the author's name but if you go to my tiktok you will see the infradian rhythm videos that i have and you can see there and it's also linked in my amazon shop all my book recommendations it's called in the flow and also the app that i use is my flow app now i got a bunch of comments saying that this app tracks your data and all of these like poli- like political things that are going on in the world right now. So like don't use that and use something else. Personally, I just think that every app is tracking your information no matter what. And I- I'm not trying to be ignorant to what's going on in the world right now. But I just think that I don't know if you want to find an alternative. You can go to the comments on that video and find a different app. But that's the app that I use. And in the Flow app, it, it tracks your period for you. So it tells you what phases you are in. And again, a lot of people have irregular periods, but I do think it's important to still track your period, track when you get it, track your symptoms, try and figure it out. Like a lot of girls were commenting on the video and being like, it's so irregular. I haven't had it in like three months and this, that, like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I mean, of course, like you can get tips and tricks from people, but you have to be the one to decide like, Hey, I'm going to figure this out. If you have an irregular period, it's irregular and it's not normal. This is not to say that you're bad or you're wrong or something is like deficient within you, but your body is talking to you. Your body is saying this is not normal. So let's try and figure it out. So doing your research, getting the books, I'm trying to understand female hormones and how to support your hormones better. That's so important. Going to your doctor, things like that. So that's all I'm going to really say on that. I'm going to make a YouTube video about it again just for people who are subscribed to the YouTube channel and I can show you some of the things that I'm doing to support my period. Again, I have a very, very regular period, so I kind of know what's going on. I would like to probably attest the fact that I have a very regular period due to my lifestyle and how I eat and how I live and how I take care of my body. But again, like people have a lot of issues with it. And I think just trying to dedicate and devote your time and your attention to understanding more about female wellness is the best that you can do. And that's what I did. Anytime I had any health issue, I literally, I read the books. I went to the doctors. I went to naturopaths. I spent the money. Like I, I was dedicated because I knew like I had to do the work and I had to research because the doctors weren't going to give me answers. They were just going to give me pills and unfortunately that's what happened all right so that question was long or so that answer was long-winded but she basically like asked how to stay on track during each phase so like I mean hopefully that helped again I am not a doctor and I don't know your exact phase but I think 
tracking your period is like the first step and then maybe getting the book or just going online and literally typing in cycle syncing and the foods that you can eat through each phase like there's a million different infographics on pinterest that you can get for free like you like honestly it's that easy all right next question i got was i want to make him regret leaving me how question mark okay right now i'm like super into like dating content and like I don't know. I like men and understanding men and like not playing games, not playing games, but just like stepping into your femininity and learning how to work with men and all of these things. So I'm just like happy she asked this. Okay. So obviously I have no other details other than her just simply asking like I want to make him regret leaving me. I'm telling you right now the best thing that you can do if you want a man to regret leaving you is to step back. And when I mean step back, I mean step back into your feminine energy. And stepping into your feminine energy is in essence taking a step back. So pulling back. If he is not pursuing you right now, do not pursue him. I think a lot of us think In order to get a man to see that he's made the wrong decision about us, he needs to be told. He needs to hear from us how good of a woman we are and why he should still be with us and all of these things, you know, like we try so hard. And I think that, first of all, if the man is for you, then he will come back if you act accordingly. And I hate to kind of say it like that because it sounds like I'm saying like play a game. But I mean, there is a little bit of game planning when it comes to that. But I honestly think the best thing that you can do is focus on yourself. And I know people say that all the time, but not only are you focusing on yourself, like obviously get your mind off of this guy and this, that, but like you actually step into a different energetic state when you start to put your focus on yourself, your feminine energy. And if you're talking about a masculine man, like that is going to attract him. And I'm not saying that you necessarily want him back. You kind of are just saying like you want him to regret or whatever. I'm telling you a woman who has stepped into her feminine energy, she stepped back. She's listened to the fact that he doesn't want to be with you or whatever he's saying to you right now. And you've taken his word for it and you have backed away and you focus on your life and yourself and you're showing him you are not phased by him saying, no, I don't want to be with you or whatever the case is. That is the best thing that you can do in terms of stepping into your your feminine energy. And if this guy is ever going to feel any type of regret, it's going to be because he sees that you have stepped into this feminine energy. Like that's really what it is. He's not going to regret leaving a girl who is in her, her masculine energy, the girl who's pursuing, the girl who's obsessing, the girl who potentially has some insecurities which is more kind of a wounded feminine like example but all of these things give the man space I'm telling you it does not matter I was literally talking to my friend about this at work the other day and again I'm gonna kind of go on a tangent here I was saying how it doesn't do you any good to pursue a man 
and double text and keep showing up in his life and asking him questions and asking him to commit to you and doing all of these things when he's like not doing it like if he's not pursuing and he is not telling you he wants to commit to you and all of these things and you're put you're pouring so much of your energy and your attention on this guy all it does is repel him i'm telling you even on a subconscious level even if you're kind of being slick about it you are so i was talking to my friend about this how when it comes to men the best thing you can do if they're saying or if they're giving you you know they're being distant or they're telling you they don't want to be with you or whatever is for you to literally step back into your feminine energy and say okay take his word for it and walk away and and do your own thing and if you don't and you continue to pursue him and you can, and you tell yourself in your head, well, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to double text. And I'm just going to tell him how much, you know, like that I really like him or how we can work. And like, I'm going to show him my worth and my value and he's going to see it. Da, da, da. It will never, it will literally repel him. And you can think about it like this. You know, when your stove is hot, you know that if you touch the stove, you're going to burn your hand. Right. And so we don't do it. Or at least like when you get to a point of like growing up, like you realize you can't touch the stove because you're going to burn your hand. But sometimes we slip up. Sometimes we know we're going to get burned. But like some, I don't know, there's a voice in our head that says, well, maybe if I just, maybe if I just double text him one more time or like try and get him to see things my way or like try and ask him one more question and, and I try and pursue him a little more, then maybe the stove won't be so hot and he'll actually give me the answer that I want. It never works. You, you'll always put your hand back on the stove and you'll get burned every time. So don't, like literally don't do it. No matter how much you want to pursue him and text him, if he's told you that he doesn't want to be with you or whatever, I'm telling you, if you want the man to come back, you want a shot at the man coming back or, you know, you want him to feel like he's kind of lost something that was actually good. The best thing you can do is you step back, you step back into your feminine energy, you focus on the things that are important to you, you you get back to, into your purpose, whatever that might be, you show him that you are not phased, like seriously not phased. And so this also means like if he's still following you on social media, you're not reposting subliminal messages in quotes and you're doing this, that, and you're literally posting as if nothing has happened. Like you haven't lost anything. You're not mourning anything. You're completely fine. You're not sending any type of message that you're upset or you're mad or this, that, anything. And like seriously, if a guy is telling you he doesn't want to be with you or whatever it is uh you take his word for it this is what i do with any man who has decided for whatever reason he is not ready to commit to me or you know like whatever he's acting a certain way or his energy is switching up i say okay and i walk away and i'm telling you i'm telling you from experience and i'm not saying this to boost like myself but also to say that this is technically a good thing because sometimes it's not but they always come back and this is not to say they always come back for the right reason. Some of them come back to just to see if you're like stupid and you're going to like allow them to waste your time more. But I'm telling you, no man wants to feel smothered. No man wants to feel pursued. If we're talking about like a high value, a high quality, a masculine man, then no male is going to want that. So the best thing that you can do is just step back and focus on yourself. Like seriously, it actually is that simple. But a lot of girls, they still think, they still think some somewhere in their head, they think, okay, you know, I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to I'm gonna show him how hot I am. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send subliminal messages on Instagram and this, that, and the third. Like, no, you stay posting however you were posting. You st- you stay being in the, in the way that you are. If you find that you are 
pursuing the man and you know you're only posting to to get him to see you then stop doing that stop becoming stop operating out of that desperate energy you don't need it at the end of the day if the man is for you he's going to be for you and he's going to he's going to see your your worth and your value you do not need to convince a man to see your worth and your value i'm telling you right now if you are in a position right now where you are trying to convince a man to see your worth and your value and you're pursuing him he is not your man and you doing that is going to push him away i promise you it will happen every single time so that's all i'm going to say about that again hopefully that kind of answered your question or helped you in some way we can totally go into a whole podcast about that but i'm telling you right now step into your feminine energy and do you and if he is meant for you and he wants to see your worth or he he, for some reason something switches he's gonna see it but he's not gonna be able to see it if you are constantly in his face and you're the one that's pursuing him i'm telling you right now it's not gonna work all right next question this is definitely like an advice question for a specific situation but i'm gonna read it because i think it's good i feel like some of us probably have been through this situation before so this girl said i have a co-worker slash friend in quotations who is super condescending towards me being in quotations so young and such a baby even though i'm only two years younger than her she seemingly always wants to hang out with me but talks to me condescendingly and i hate it so i always hang out with other people but have to work with her it's gotten to the point where i want to cry or leave work when we're in the office together because she keeps going on with these sarcastic comments and saying she's joking or it's just her humor then intentionally leaves me out and tries to suck up to me she speaks to me demeaningly and is a total fake friend especially because all these really beautiful high vibrational things are occurring in my life right now and she can't be happy for me so just keeps tearing me down it seems like i feel like it's dragging down my vibe but her behavior makes me so anxious i don't know what to do Sorry if I butchered that a little bit. Reading things out loud when sometimes there's typos is hard. But, okay. So, like, obviously there's a few things going on here. I, first of all, she started this by saying I have a coworker slash friend. She's not your friend. So, let's just put that out there. This girl is not your friend. And I'm not going to say she's your enemy either. But, like, that's not a friend. Obviously, this lady is operating out of some deep insecurity. I always say to people, like, if somebody is trying to bring you down, they're just trying to bring you down on their level. So you need to get wrap that around your head, okay? If they're trying to bring you down, it's because they're down a level. So you got to remind yourself of that. Like, do you really want to be there, like, down on that level of just low vibrational, just insecurity, just rudeness? Absolutely not. Especially because you're saying, like, you know, there's so many high vibrational things that are happening in your life, this, that. And I know it's definitely hard to work with people who you don't like. And personally, I don't really have this issue because if there's somebody who, like, people don't bring me down. Like, obviously, I work with people who, like, maybe I don't like, but, like, I don't like I have strong boundaries so nobody can really bring me down. So I would kind of focus on your relationship to boundaries in general, because if you're allowing somebody to bring you down at the end of the day, emphasis on the you are allowing, because really and truly there's going to be people who are operating from this place at all times in your life, like all different areas. But at the end of the day, you're going to be the deciding factor of whether you're going to allow this this person to bring you down. Now, I'm not saying that's not going to affect you. Like, obviously, there's people who are miserable at work. But honestly, when people are miserable at work, I literally just I, I keep it very lighthearted. And I just say, well, at least I'm not like that. Like, at least I'm in this high vibrational like energy. And this person is miserable. But that has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me. 
Now, it also seems as if you potentially have said something to her before because you said she says that she's just, this is just like her sarcasm and she's not doing it intentionally. But I would try, if you can, to have another conversation with her and say like, what you are saying is making me feel this way. And sometimes you have to have these conversations with people. It's unfortunate, but like you need to kind of express how you're feeling or how they're making you feel. And if she she comes back to you and says, no, it's just my sarcasm, that doesn't matter if it's her sarcasm or not. It's still making you feel this certain way. And if she's saying, if she's claiming to be your friend or like, you know, you could say like, well, we're supposed to be friends and like friends don't make people like feel friends don't make other friends feel like this. So I'm feeling like this. And is there any way potentially you could maybe like chill on the comments or whatever it is that it's technically that she's saying. But I mean, I wouldn't even hold your breath to that point because at the end of the day, this girl is not your friend. And I would also question how much again, that you potentially don't have boundaries. Like, are you actually just hanging out with this girl more than you need to? Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know the situation, but if you're hanging out with this girl, I would suggest you not anymore. Like I seriously would not hang out with this girl if you are having conversations at work with other coworkers, okay, maybe like if she's a part of the conversation, but other than that, like don't be making plans with her. Don't be hanging out with her. Like just protecting your energy is the best thing that you can do. But it does seem like there's potentially a boundary thing going on because at the end of the day, and I'm like, this is kind of like a tough love thing is like, you are allowing this, this woman to affect you. So you need to stand strong and stand up for yourself in terms of this is how it's making you feel and you are no longer going to tolerate that whether that be you're going to have a con- another conversation with her and saying hey this is how you're making me feel and like I'm like this is just not how I want to be felt like I don't want to feel this from a friend and distancing yourself and this can be as simple as when you see her at work, you're removing yourself and you're going elsewhere. Like, I don't know where you work, but like, I don't know if you're, you work in the same like workplace, like again, if it's like office or whatever, like trying to distance yourself, trying to cut off that small talk because you're just, your, your energy is not going to go there anymore. Like, I also think another thing is, is like the more that you think about something and you expect somebody to act a certain way majority of the time I because I believe in the law of attraction you're going to attract more of that thing so you got to focus more on the things that are going well in your workplace and the people who are making you feel good and try and just let this girl stay where she needs to be not needs to be sorry I shouldn't say that (laughs) not needs to be but she's choosing to be which is clearly a low vibe and that really at the end of the day you don't deserve that but you need to learn how to just set stronger boundaries and stand up for yourself because if not then obviously this girl is going to continue to say the things that she's saying to you and it's going to affect you you technically can't you technically don't have control over her but you do have control over how you feel and where your thoughts go and where your attention goes so trying the best that you can and um follow up with me let me know how it goes another question is any tips for beginners learning to be divinely feminine it's low-key information overload i would say so this is the thing i'm creating this course as well on how to step more into your femininity which is really just a journey back to yourself in terms of like a woman's perspective so that's i'm I'm creating this course right now so i think it'd be really helpful for you eventually when it's launched but i i kind of went through my own process like i looked back on like how i got to where i am in terms of my feminine energy whole journey and living in my divine feminine energy and i think like really the the 
first place to start is to focus on learning how to heal your inner child traumas and all that kind of stuff because I think it's really hard for us to step into this feminine energy when we are operating out of a masculine when out of our masculine energy and we're doing that because we have these coping mechanisms and we're trying to keep ourselves safe and for majority of the reason it has to do with like your childhood traumas and things like that so it's really important that you try and you you go through this healing process to be able to open up into this divine feminine energy so I would say learn about your childhood traumas if you want I literally made a video about this and uh, on my YouTube channel about why it's so hard for you to step into your feminine energy so I really suggest you go to my YouTube channel the the glow up secrets and watch that video first because I kind of talk more of that in detail because I think that's like literally the foundational thing in order to step into your feminine energy because learning how to heal yourself that is a part of being a feminine woman like the fem like feminine energy the divine feminine woman she is healing she is nurturing so in order for you to step into that energy like you have to learn how to do that for yourself and most likely you're not doing that so learning how to do that and to strengthen your healing muscle and to really just strengthen your relationship to yourself and your inner child is very important Um, but other things I mean there's a podcast that I like to listen to it's called the feminine frequency podcast I think you could totally start there as well it's really all about feminine energy Um, and kind of just listen to what calls to you so you, you see a title and you're interested in it listen to it that's also another divine feminine thing is to listen to your intuition so if you see a title on youtube or a podcast and you're like oh this like sparked my interest go listen to it that is you following your intuition and in in doing that you are stepping into your feminine energy that is a feminine trait for you to step into your intuition and and go into that direction of a pull so I think it's it's really as simple as that. Sometimes we get so in our heads, we think we have to do things a certain way, and we have to we have to you know invest in this course and that course, and we have to do things particular ways, and we actually don't. You just literally like follow your intuition. If you click on a podcast that you think that is going to teach you something about feminine energy, then do it. Like it's really it's all a journey and a process, and you just go go in a flow. It's not anything that you need to rush into or you have to know all of these things at all times. Remind yourself that this is your journey and the universe sends you things that you need to hear in divine timing you just have to be receptive and open to um taking that in and not get into your head and into the stories about how things should be in life and i think it takes a long time to do that um depending on where you're operating out of but i think it's important to kind of remind yourself that and um there's a lot of subtle things you can go in your to do in your day that are divinely feminine like getting in touch with your inner child and doing journal work and doing a meditation and learning how to calm your nervous system, but also like listening to your intuition and just picking something. Today, do you want to learn about what it means to be a feminine woman or do you want to learn about the infradian cycle or do you want to learn about your nervous system? Like all of these things fall under the realm of like femininity really and truly. So I say maybe start with that podcast, The Feminine Frequency, um, or go to my YouTube channel. I've been talking about feminine energy and things that make me feel more feminine. But really and truly, I think on a more spiritual level, get out of your head and stop trying to 
do everything perfectly. I think that we get in our head a lot about things. And I also think the the video I just posted, um, actually both videos that I posted this week, um, things I stopped doing to feel more feminine and things that make me feel more feminine, I think that would be a great start. They're like short videos. So again, go to my YouTube channel and check those out. Another question was, what led you to choose a career as a health and wellness coach? And if any of you guys don't know, I am a health and wellness coach. I, I'm not taking on clients anymore. I'm kind of like phasing out of like the health and wellness space, although I will always like be living a health the lifestyle and always talking about that but I just going in a different direction um long story short I was really into fitness and health for my own um my own life and that was really out of a place of insecurity and I was trying to change myself on so many levels my body I was not happy with my body I was not happy with my life and that was the only thing that I can control so that's kind of why I actually got into that space because I got I was really good at it you know like I got fit I learned everything about health and wellness and I was a good influence to other people around me but I also was struggling deeply with my mental health and I got to a point where I had an eating disorder and I had all of these things that were going on and um you know that led me into psychology and understanding the things I understand now about the human psyche and so really it got what got me into it was um from a place of insecurity and also trying to fix my life and trying to find who I I truly am in this life so I don't want to like say that it's a bad thing but that's what got me into it and then I just I naturally was just good at it. Like, I think that you're usually naturally good at the things that you're very interested in. And so, like, that was my passion for a very long time. And so I went into that field and I went to school for workplace wellness and health promotion. And, of course, like, I helped people online and, you know, I got my health coaching certifications, all of those kind of things. But, um, again, like, I'm not necessarily, like, in that space fully I will always have that as a part of like my credentials, I guess. And I think it's really helped me in a lot of ways, again, to take care of myself and to influence others to live a healthy lifestyle. But that's kind of, you know, what led me to that. And I think you'll always see a part of my health and wellness, like coaching in any of my content, because again, like that's just how I live. Like I live a healthy lifestyle. I've learned a lot about how to eat and how to move my body and things like that. That's kind of all I'll say about that. I'm not sure if she wanted me to go into detail, but that's that. Okay, the last question is how to find your passion. I think really your passion is the things that light you up, like the things that you wake up and you don't have resistance to doing and that you want to do. And I think that it takes a lot of time and trial and error and life experience to find this out. Like truly, I thought for so many years that like my my passion was health and wellness coaching and it like really wasn't. And what is my passion is what is my gift in life. And again, I am not like I don't actually know the definitive answer about like what how to technically find your passion or like what is your passion. But personally, for me, I've realized I think it's a mix of you going in the direction that feels the best to you, like talking about the things that really light you up in your life and that you have no resistance towards, but also something that you're really good at. And for me personally, that is what I'm doing now. I think I'm really, really good at seeing the wisdom in everything in life. I have been like that since I was very, very young. I, it's like, it's almost like I just, I have this very, very strong, higher 
self perspective that looks at everything in life and can pull a lot of wisdom out of it and can get through a situation. And in doing that, I'm able to share that with other people and help inspire and motivate and influence them to be better in their lives. Not only do I feel the best doing that and talking and like coming from that space, from that higher self, like from my higher self, but also like I just think that I'm like really good at doing that. And obviously, it's clear that I am because I have this podcast and I have my TikTok and, you know, people resonate with what I'm saying, but also I feel in alignment. So I just, I don't know. I think it's, it's definitely hard. It took me a long time to realize like, this is my gift. I have this part of me that's almost like this Oprah essence and that's just like natural to me and it feels good to me and I don't have resistance to stepping into my Oprah essence, (laughs) if you will. And I think that it took me a long time to realize like this is my gift and that I should go in this direction. And I think it took me a long time, but also I did a lot of things before realizing like this is what I am good at doing. And so I think finding your passion and your purpose, it takes a lot of you exploring life. So I think if you don't know what your passion is right now, I think it's completely fine. And the best thing that you can do is to try a bunch of things. I tried getting into health, to, into fitness and personal training and health coaching and corporate wellness. And I did a special event planning. Like I did so many things. Like I literally have scoured all of the textbooks and all of the things and I understand in life and experience in life and and explore but I think the more that I allow myself to explore areas in life in which light me up and I have no resistance to I that is when I know that I'm in my purpose and I'm finding my passion in this thing and I also think that things change I don't think that you're gonna have just like one specific passion or purpose, whatever, um, that things flow and it depends on who you are as a person as well. I think that, um, us women, we have a lot of different interests and passions and purposes in life. And we have so many sides of ourselves that come out in different stages in our lives. And I think that's really beautiful. And I also think that sometimes you find your passion and your purpose as a contrast of the things that you've been through that have been traumatic or that have been depressing in your life and you've come out on the other side and you realize like, whoa, like this is something that I'm really interested in doing now because of the things that I've went through. Um, That's kind of how I believe. So I don't know. I've been really actually you know, getting more into the spiritual side and understanding like what it means to find your purpose and your passion and what you're good at in life. So I can definitely go into a deeper podcast episode and I probably will. You'll probably see that very soon um, as I step into really understanding what it means to find your purpose and go into that direction of alignment. But I do think the most important thing that you can do is Go in the direction that makes you feel good and that you don't have resistance to doing in your life. So like personally for me, even when it comes to content, I create content based off of if it feels good to me and if I have no resistance. If I start to have resistance over a topic that I'm telling myself that I need to do, I I start to tap into like my divine feminine energy and be like, okay, let me question this right now. Am I telling myself I have to do this content and talk about this specific topic because I'm operating out of place of fear Or am I operating out of a place of this is alignment, I love this, I want to talk about this, this, that, and the third. Because if it's out of fear, then I'm not doing it anymore. Like I've decided I'm not doing it. If it's out of a place of, you know, I really want to talk about this, it's on my heart right now, it's in my spirit, I I know I can talk, I know I can give some advice and some like wisdom, then I'm going to do it because that is, that's my, my God's gift. I can do that well, but it also feels good to me. So I think if you can get 
those two things going for you, I think it's great. And then everything else falls into place. The money comes. The people come. The inspiration comes. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely I'm going to talk about that more in um, more podcasts episodes. But, yeah, I think those are the like questions I really wanted to talk about. There's a few other ones. This one guy, he was clearly trolling. He said, would you ever make an OnlyFans? And the answer is no. And the answer is actually it's giving. Why are you even asking that question? Anyways, I figured I'd throw that in there. All right, girlies. That was a lot. My head is hurting. I love you guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel we're getting there with the subscribers. I love you guys so much. Um, of course, all the links will be in the show notes and of course, link in bio, follow me on Instagram. If you want to see my day to day stuff and yeah, let's keep this conversation going. Let me know how you liked it. You can always screenshot and show me that you listened to this podcast episode on Instagram and you can even leave me a five-star review if you're loving the podcast. I love you guys and I'll see you or I will talk to you in the next one. Bye.